the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. And welcome in, Rob Black and your money on Rob Black talking money, investing in more. Don't be shy. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. 800-516-1220. Don't get enough phone calls on the show. Wish we had more. But I'm not complaining. Well, maybe I am complaining, but I'm trying not to be obvious about it. It's going to be an abbreviated week of trading as the stock markets and the bond markets will be closed on Friday in observance of Good Friday. The market, however, already has the vacation mind feel to it. There's not a lot of people showing up. That's kind of a, a low-volume kind of day, and that can equal big moves either direction. It's worthy of note. Um, <clears throat> so don't get too caught up in anything that happens this week. I wish I could say that you know market participants simply have an extended weekend on their mind. I There's a little bit more to it right now. It's just... We had that big November, December, January, February, and then we had kind of a sideways March. The vacation factor is hanging out here, but there seems to be some other looming issues. Warships from the United States being shipped to North Korea. We saw President Donald Trump attack Syria and uh, or react to Syria. I'm not sure what if he attacked or reacted. Um, Pretty swiftly. Will he do the same thing to North Korea? North Korea has been playing with nuclear weapons. North Korea are trying to develop more nuclear weapons, some nuclear weapons, some nuclear capability. And uh, that would send a message. Syria sent a message to the world. We're serious. North Korea would send a message to the world. Don't mess with the U.S. So a big factor right now is geopolitical. So you get the missile strikes in Syria. You get the U.S. Pacific Command ordered several strike group ships to the Korean Peninsula. You get the polls out of France showing communist-backed candidate Melanchthon gaining ground after last week's presidential debate, which is stirring the pot of political uncertainty there, since Melanchthon is also a populist candidate with the anti-EU bent first round of French election, which is held to uh, determine the second round, where the final two candidates better, takes place April 23rd. 
What do you think about the, that, the French uh, way of electing? They do a, a big everyone-in party, and then they get it down to the final two. Seems kind of like a cool idea. So, because in our case, in the United States, who would it have been? Think about that. Would have been Bernie and Clinton, or would have been uh, Trump and Bernie? It's interesting to know. So, France and their election is coming up, and that is going to happen in April. So you look at the calendar, that's, it's April, so that's about two weeks, and that's roughly when Congress gets back from its two-week recess. So a lot of things could start happening in about two weeks. Any work on legislative agenda over the next couple of weeks will be done behind the scenes. Yet one can still very much expect a bevy of headlines in the interim surrounding health care and tax reform efforts and White House efforts to tackle both. A lot of people are now are talking like maybe we should have gone after that trillion dollar infrastructure bill first instead of going after health care, which health care is set up to uh, fund tax reform. A lot of fingers being pointed. Inside the White House, Bannon is taking heat from Kushner. And uh, who's going to win that battle? The market's going to be tackling some key economic data this week. J.P. Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo, and Citigroup. Those earnings will all be out before they open on Thursday. And they're going to mark the start of earnings season. In aggregate... Aggregate S&P 500 earnings are expected to be up almost 9% year over year, which is amazing. That's the strongest growth rate since the fourth quarter of 2013. That increase is expected to be fueled by the energy and financial sectors. So you could see some pop in their stocks, or if they underperform, you could see some dip. Dip your chip in my dip chip. Um, there's, if there's any economic data of note today... Um, Short trading week. You get PPI, you get retail sales, you get CPI reports for March. PPI, producer price index. CPI, consumer price index. Producer price is what it costs them to make stuff for us. That has wage inflation tied towards it. It's got labor costs. It's got unit costs. Fed Chairman Yellen is going to be speaking at 4 o'clock today, which is just one more consideration contributing to the early sense of hesitancy. Traders are anxious to hear she delves into the issue of balance sheet management, which we heard last week. The Federal Reserve talking about cutting back, reinvesting bonds that mature. They've been buying bonds. You're like, your own government issues a bond, and then your own government buys a bond? If you thought that went through, it's pretty confusing. So we printed the money to buy our own bonds so we can help keep interest rates low. Yeah, that's a tough one to figure out, isn't it? Fed Chairman Janet Yellen talking today, and again, everyone starts to try to figure out what exactly is she thinking? What what exactly is she thinking? And she may give some hints, because the Federal Reserve likes to do what are called trial balloons, kind of like tell us, like, this is something that could happen. Um, There's been a spate of mergers and acquisition deals announced recently, many smaller in the size. There is M&A today. Swift transportation, night transportation are merging in all stock transaction with a combined enterprise value of about $6 billion that will create the industry's largest full truckload company. Stock market itself, will it keep on trucking? Starts out trucking out off the morning, and it's called more. 
we got a great big convoy trucking down the line. So you got the SP 500 up, the Dow up, the Nasdaq up, oil up, gold lower, all bullish signs on the economy. Um, Ten-year Treasury sits at 2.372. Again, pretty good time to get a mortgage. If you're going to get a mortgage, I wouldn't worry too much about is it the perfect price or not. It's a pretty good time. And uh, let me know if you need a mortgage, and I'll send you to my guy. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. If I were to sum up a little bit, I'd say investors continue to digest last week's missile strike. And news the U.S. has ordered the USS Carl Vinson, the strike group, to move closer to the Korean Peninsula. I don't know my history well enough. Who was Carl Vinson? I know there's a thing called Google, and I'll figure that out. But uh, it's relatively important. So some tech names are showing some lack of leadership. Apple, Microsoft, Facebook are all trading really, really slightly, slightly, slightly higher or slightly, slightly lower. So there's not a lot of leadership coming out of that group. A little bit of wait and see mode going on across the board. Toyota's betting big on a sprawling Kentucky plant with $1.3 billion investing. That's a pretty big thing. It's a massive retooling project. It's designed to expedite vehicle development. Where's your car? It's being built in Kentucky. Wells Fargo said that it's going to try to claw back tens of millions of additional dollars from top executives after an investigation concluded that the leaders had not acted swiftly to contain alleged improper and unethical uh, behavior. Uh, $47 million has already been canceled in stock options. So trying to claw back millions. Um, Clawbacks are tough to pull off. But if they've got a smoking gun, it might be time for some of those uh, former executives to head to Switzerland. Hide some of their money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Video has surfaced of a man being dragged from an overbooked United flight. And I don't care who you are. I don't care who the jerk was. It's bad PR for United Airlines or any airline. It's a public relationship nightmare. Man was dragged by uh, off the plane by security officers. And it pretty aggressively. It was posted to Facebook showing what is becoming yet another public relationship nightmare. Um, he was being forced to leave a plane that was overbooked. 
and the guy did not like it. So it's a 30-second video clip, and it's kind of a debacle. And the passengers were warned at the gate that, you know, it was overbooked. And uh, he had been asked numerous times to give up his spot on the plane. He refused. He was eventually dragged by his arms, screaming towards the front of the plane. It's That's something that's vile that the airlines do is they overbook flights. Um, I get it. I had a seminar recently that, you know, we had 100 people signed up for it with 100 seats. 20 people don't show up. We opened up 16 seats at the last second, so we only had like four or five missing. But it's an issue. Twitter erupted um, with news of like, uh, he purchased a ticket. <laughs> okay, no. One customer refused to leave because he purchased a ticket and was sitting in a seat. So they called the cops on the guy, and basically he got kind of assaulted. Um, I don't know if you're with that or th- against that, but it is what it is. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show got an event coming up soon in Las, uh, in Palo Alto. You can find out more by going to robblackshow.com. Right now, let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Chad Burton and I will be doing a seminar soon. You can learn more information about it at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Let's talk retirement risks, Mr. Burton. What's your thoughts? What's the biggest risks in retirement? I think the the biggest three risks that people in retirement face are taxes, inflation, and uh, absolutely healthcare costs. Healthcare costs scare me the most because I'm not the healthiest person. Therefore, I'm assuming I may be draining my retirement accounts a little bit more than the average person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it, the problem. I, th- I think that more people realize the healthcare costs. I hope than um, than some of the other issues that really catch people by surprise. So, for example, when you see these online calculators, we've talked about this before. A lot of them are very poor or don't do anything in terms of estimating what your taxes are. And I'm seeing more and more people retire with the biggest bulk of their money where. Retirement accounts, right? right? So when you pull a dollar out of that 401k, that dollar hasn't been taxed yet. I'm surprised you actually say that because I would imagine that most people's biggest bulk of their retirement assets is their house. No, your house is your biggest liability until you're going to model the sale of the house and live off the proceeds. Well, what I'm getting at, and you can disagree with me, we can Indian leg wrestle to find out the winner, but um, (laughs) I I think most people, retirees that I talk to, and again, I'm Californian, have a lot of equity in their homes or did have a lot of equity in their homes and that was going to be their nest egg and not necessarily their 401k. So in order to tap that nest egg, you either have to do a reverse mortgage, which it's limited as much as the amount that you can take, you know, what, just just under 300,000 in California and and depending on the location, it could be less. And that is not a huge chunk of change for retirement. So it's going to force you to make that decision. Where do you move? Where are you going to retire? Uh, in order to pay less taxes. What states have less income tax on your pensions? Social Security, if if you're a married couple filing jointly and one half your Social Security plus all your other income, including tax-free income, is over $42,000, 85% of your Social Security is taxable. So just can assume your Social Security is taxable income. Different states treat Social Security slightly differently as far as income, or different states treat income for retirees differently. Is that something you ever consider? Well, there's certain states that give breaks to pensions. Okay in terms of how they're taxed. Social Security is not going to be taxable at the state level. Um, so it's it's really an issue of looking at the state. And okay, let me retract the question. Income taxes for states treat retirees differently state to state. Yeah, uh, somewhat. 
Like in the state of California, people that have a still have a mortgage and they pay for long-term care insurance yeah. tend to pay much lower in state income taxes because those deductions will carry forward right over the California return. And property taxes are something to think about in retirement. All these taxes are things that you need to think about. Think about sales tax is egregious in the state of California. Right. And all those things, when you're trying to do your projections on your own for retirement, which is a, the biggest life-changing event that you'll have, if you don't have a very detailed cash flow statement that includes your estimate of taxes, including figuring out how changing changes in tax laws. Taxes are going to go up in the future. We can't survive as a country unless the budget deficits are dealt with. But senior citizens will have a free ride because they vote. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> right? Well, yeah, sure. Okay. Sure. Um, with that said, I think the first 10 years of retirement more expensive for taxes and inflation, and the last 30 years of retirement, i.e. 70 to 100, more expensive for health care. Is that part of your formula at all? That like once you hit seventy, you're not moving. Most Americans aren't moving around. They're watching Jerry Springer in their trailer, sipping on their you know one glass of uh, booze a day, and uh, <laughs> just waiting to die. They're waiting. For, they're waiting for Jesus is to that, come get is them. Is that what you picture retirement as? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I see retirement as for a lot of people. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, a lot of times if people are way behind, they need to focus on increasing their ability to make money versus trying to pick the right stock. And My mom's a shut in. Yeah, yeah. She, so, I mean, she doesn't get out except for when her kids pick her up. Oh, it's a big life changing event. Some people need counseling to move into that next transitional life. So it's, you know, here, here's the deal: taxes. You tend to pay less in taxes the first several years of retirement because you're not paying for FICA, right? That's, right, right. that's right out of your paycheck. Um, but going into retirement, a lot of people spend more money in the first few years because of the, all the travel and the buying kind right. of the retirement. Home, the motorhome, things like that. That all has to be figured in. And you got to realize inflation cuts the value of a dollar and a half every 20 years. Okay. So healthcare costs, those are going up at five to six percent. So inflation is the other big risk we've talked about before. Um, healthcare, though, this is the big one that people forget to put in their projections. Let's say you retire at 60, you're on your own, no Medicare till 65. Right. That's a huge cost. Anything else that we need to know? Um, you know, don't retire unless you have a detailed plan. A okay. detailed plan that includes a long-term cash flow, long-term projection on cash on your taxes, and a very detailed look at inflation. You can meet Chad at the upcoming seminar to learn more about that. Go to robblack.com. It's robblack.com. We do wealth preservation, retirement planning seminars all the time in the Bay Area, as well as some money 101s on occasion. Find out more at robblack.com. You can find Chad at chadburton.com or newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. Black now. 800 
800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We live in a fast-changing world. I just learned that Snap, as in Snapchat, and McDonald's have made a partnership that McDonald's will accept resumes through Snaps. And I'm like, whoa. When I was a kid, you had to go into McDonald's and ask for a paper resume. Or more likely, you had to ask to speak to the manager and he'd bring out a tablet of resumes and pull a sleeve off of it. Um, yeah, I guess this is a McDonald's story. I was thinking it was a Snap story, but it's kind of both, right? Um, oh, Snap. So, oh, Snap. So, accepting a resume via Snaps for job applicants. Fast food chain is asking applicants to send them a 10-second Snapchat video using a filter that shows them wearing a McDonald's uniform. So, you know, you could use filters where you can vomit a rainbow or things along those lines. Uh, you can look like the Easter Bunny. It's cute. Um, uh, but the fast food chain is asking applicants to send that 10-second Snapchat video. The videos which McDonald's is calling Snapplications. Cute. Will serve as a first round in the interview process. McDonald's will review the videos and send digital applications to potential employees. Um, cute. I'll leave it at that. Not the cutest thing I've ever seen, but cute enough, all things considered. Ooh. Facebook now has 5 million advertisers, up from 4 million in September. Um, I've done a little advertising with Facebook, and so far, underwhelming. Um, it might be better for me for doing like promotion of the radio show versus seminar advertising. Two of America's biggest truckers are merging to form a $5 billion industry giant. This should worry you. At some point in time, you don't want all the companies being oligarchies or monarchies or, you know, just, you don't want that. You want some democracy in your choices. But Knight Transportation and Swift Transportation have agreed to merge to create a North American trucking giant. It's going to be called Knight Swift. And uh, what you should know about trucking is there's long haul, there's short haul, but there's not a lot of competition out there. And um, if you want a six-figure job, consider becoming a trucker. So the deal's going to help Knight and Swift take on their competitors amid plunging orders right now from, from for some companies like Volvo Trucks. So the rise of e-commerce is changing the industry as volumes and costs rise to meet new demand for home delivery. So I find that one one of those that... I'm a little worried about. As I get older, I think I'm becoming a little more liberal, and I'm like, I like competition. Um, teens, back to Snap real quick, they're dropping off smaller. Um, they're dropping off smaller social networks in favor of Snapchat and Instagram. So teens are consolidating their social network activity, which, trust me, I, I started playing with Snap a couple weeks ago, and it takes away from my Facebook time or my Twitter time. Um, I kind of like Snap in the sense that you can send stupid stuff and it's gone the next the next day, or just like, hey, want to say goodnight to you, and it doesn't clog up your iMessage and make you delete it one message at a time. Uh, it just has that magic dust where it goes away in 24 hours. Speaking about going away in 24 hours, how about some real estate talk? Let's bring in Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoanSource.com. 
Let's welcome in Tony Mendez. Tony and I go way back. He's someone that I trust. He's someone I've done loans with in the past. He is my lender. You can find him online at bayarealonesource.com. That's bayarealonesource.com. I am in my world of the stock market, of companies and picking stocks and the economy and interest rates as tied towards borrowing costs for corporations. You, on the other hand, see things a little bit differently. I don't see everything you see. And like an FHA loan, I don't even know what it is. What's it sta- What is it? Federal Housing Administration. Okay. It's, it was started back in the 40s to help low-income and low-credit borrowers get into housing. It was an initiative, uh, and it's still around. It's, it's now slowly becoming or fast becoming the new subprime. Subprime is gone. Those are those tricky loans, the stated income, interest-only, and negam loans. FHA kind of replaced that. It's also a low-down payment program. You can put as little as 3.5% all the way to $729,000 loan here in the Bay Area. So it's a tool that people use when they have um, a lower lower income, lower credit scores, and lower down payment. It's not always the best tool to get into real estate, especially if the market's going to be flat or you think your job might go away sometime soon or you might decrease income or lose some income from a family member if they get you know have a child for example um, but there are some advantages to it you, know, you can get gift money from okay. um, a couple other places you can have non-occupant co- uh, co-borrowers meaning you can have your parents help you co wait, 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 wait. let's do the first one first gift money what is gift money and how does it tie to an fha loan and why is that a good thing um, gift money is gift from a family member, for right. example. And you can do that in most cases with Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, your regular conventional loans. But all of the gift can come from your family as opposed to having it to put in a 5 or 10% in the Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. Um, gifts are, are a good thing, I, I think. And it's a way that you know families help each other out. Um, but it's it's still my goal that no matter what, I do on a real estate transaction. I always try to get 20% because the extra down payment that you put in is going to get rid of that mortgage insurance. And it's all about the rate of return. With FHA has a high mortgage insurance. And this is the, the con to FHA is not the con, meaning it's a, it's a scam. It's the, the pro and con is mortgage insurance for FHA has gone up year over year over year since 2006. It's over one and a quarter right now on a monthly basis. And that's planning on going up again. And they're about to change the rule about keeping your mortgage insurance for five years and then being able to eliminate it once you hit 78%. It's called now life mortgage insurance, life of the loan mortgage insurance. So it's becoming a lot more expensive to use FHA. It has regained popularity recently, but it's it's probably going to go away. FHA has been having some trouble keeping their balance sheet straight. Okay. Now, let's talk a little bit FHA. That's a product. I don't know it. I trust that people like you know all the products out there. Um, you one time showed me something called Loan Sifter that you punch in someone's name, address, income, and it basically starts telling you, you know, who will loan this person how much money. Uh, do I need to know about FHA, or do I just need a good lender who knows about all the programs out there? If you have, if if you're in a product. Uh, buying a house or refinancing, your loan amount is conforming, meaning it conforms to Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, and you have at least 10% equity, you don't need an FHA loan. You can, you'll can still get a mortgage insurance, but it'll be a lot less lowering, but your rate might be a little higher. 
but your mortgage insurance will drop off at a certain point as opposed to FHA. Um, I think if you were to do normal payments on a 3.5% down, you're looking at over seven, eight years of keeping mortgage insurance as opposed to somebody who gets bonuses. Let's say you get a, uh, you're looking at the difference between FHA and a conventional and you have 10% down. Should you use FHA or should you use a conventional? I'd use conventional if you had a way to get that loan balance below 80% of the original appraised value because your MI will drop off. FHA, you have to keep it a minimum of five years. The new proposal will make you keep it for the life of the loan. Yeah. Like I, said, like I said when we started this segment, there's some things that I don't know. I'm actually kind of glad I don't know all those thoughts on FHA. You know, I get the low down payment. I get the, the rate, same as a conventional, but it's too much for me to retain. I'll give you a reason why you'd want to use FHA. If your credit score was 640, yeah. you're going to have a much higher rate if you use a conventional. But FHA has a flat a flat rate for whether you have a 640 or an 800 score. So that's another reason to use FHA. Got it. That's Tony Mendez with BayAreaLoanSource.com. If you're shopping for a home, you're going to need to shop for a loan. Contact him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. One of the biggest concerns that I have right now is not interest rates, is not mortgages, it is not the auto industry. It's the college debt bubble. Rapid run-ups in debt are usually the biggest predicator of market trouble. It's worth noting that in the past 10 years, the amount of student loan debt in the U.S. has grown by 170%. That's not good. Since 2008, we've basically swapped a housing debt bubble for a college debt bubble. And a lot of people who are in the know think it's a headwind to economic activity. So if you have college debt, you're not going out and buying a home. Even though you just finished college and you you know, developed all these habits that were not mom and dad friendly. Um, you're not able to go out and surge with the economy, so to speak. Geopolitics are a big story right now from France to Korea. They're keeping global investors cautious. I'm okay with that. Um, we had an amazing first quarter, and if we have nothing in the second quarter, it'll still be a very good first half. Sometimes you have to slow down and digest. I was one of those children who loved a good spaghetti and meatballs, and I'd eat it too fast and get a tummy ache. Same thing with stock market gains. If stock market gains too fast, it gets a tummy ache. Tesla is higher than General Motors now. It's the most viable U.S. automaker. Um, they sold 76,000 cars in 2016. GM sold about 10 million. Okay. Right? Um, I should get that as my ringtone for my phone. So I hear that. It makes, it makes me smile every single time. So it looks like consumers are spending their way back to health for the U.S. economy. American consumer appeared to be dead in January and February, but March, with 98,000 job gains, we should see some good retail numbers. Generally, solid revenue, solid job growth is equal to bigger customers. I'm Rob Black. I think this is Magic Dragon's best song. Call me old school. Take a break. Be right back.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Toyota is betting on a sprawling $1.3 billion investment in Kentucky. Toyota Tacoma trucks are standards a lot like Ford F-150s are. And Toyota said they're going to invest over $1.3 billion in Georgetown, Kentucky, its largest factory in the world. How does that make you feel when you hear about a Japanese automaker investing in the United States? When for years and years and years... I assumed in the 80s and 90s they built all their cars in Japan, and then through the years we've learned about them opening up, you know, maybe a powertrain version of a factory here in the U.S., maybe the, uh, the cab design and cab implementation in Mexico. I'm making that up, just so you know. Um, how does it make you feel when you hear that their biggest plant in the world is going to be in the United States? I remember in the 80s thinking of car companies, you know, Americans took it on the on the chin. Um, they weren't considered to be well designed in any way, shape, or form. Uh, they were problematic. Uh, Ford stood for found on road dead. You know, um, you could probably have like a hundred of those, but Japanese cars were considered reliable, good reliable automobiles. So, um, I don't know. For me, there, there's something. I'm not going to say emotional about this. Is there something about Trump and build America great that I'm happy that Kentucky has these jobs? Have you ever traveled the U.S.? We are a nation that's very different from state to state. It's one of the reasons I hate the fact that we've got so much federal government, because I prefer it to more state government versus federal government. I know you're saying, are you asking for more government? Are you crazy? Okay, don't put words in my mouth. I prefer more state-weighted government than federal-weighted government. To me, it just kind of makes sense that Californians and our issues with welfare are going to be different than the issues in West Virginia or the Pacific Northwest. Um, Poor people look different in every state, and what gets you into welfare looks different in every state. So I don't know if I'm making any sense at all. Um, When I hear... That Kentucky's getting jobs, I'm like, good for them, because I've been in Kentucky. And there's large stretches of it that are incredibly poor. Um, and again, if you've ever driven the United States, you know that's true. If I was born in a... I say this pretty regularly. I think this is a good statement to repeat in case you're new to the show. I'm happy that I was born on the coasts and expected to go to college, because a lot of people aren't. And parents could get very apathetic very fast. Um, so the Kentucky story kind of throws me a little bit. I'm always trying to think. I'm always trying to use my brain. Sometimes I'm better at it than others. If you get the, if you get the gist. Amazon's in the news today. Uh, they're continuing to grow. <laughs> I know you're saying, stop growing, Amazon. You're too big. Pretty much so, right? But there's a new study out that talks about how much Amazon's going to control of the retail market in the next five years. I know someone who's recently been looking for an apartment, and uh, you know Amazon will deliver sheets, Amazon will deliver shampoo, Amazon will deliver towels, Amazon will deliver... It's so much easier than going out to Bed Bath & Beyond and dealing with human beings. But Internet Retail King, Amazon.com, is going to own about 
half the retail market in the next five years. Currently, they own probably about 34% according to states that have reported data. So an analyst has upgraded the stock and thrown an $1,100 price target on it. Now, if you can own half the U.S. retail, that's like owning half the board on Monopoly. Instead of calling it Monopoly, you can call it the retail world. And you own half the board. That's pretty powerful. I don't know when Amazon gets to the point where they say enough is enough and we're going to start going with dividends like Amazon, like Apple did. It'll eventually happen. So Amazon's established dominance in the U.S. is sustainable with Prime, mobile penetration, and third-party growth. Amazon Web Services is going to be a, continue to be a key driver for the e-commerce player. Um, so an analyst named Kerry Rice at Needham said it's now an $1,100 price target in his sign. He anticipates Amazon to grow its U.S. market share by 16%, which basically makes a majority player in the retail world. I find that fascinating. That's one that makes me go scratch my head and go, whoa. So Samsung's new phone came out. Well, it's not out yet, but orders for it's out. The Galaxy S8, and it's got a curved screen. And Samsung has long, 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 long been known, hey, let's go take a look at the Apple phone and break it apart and see what we can copy. Whether it be software or hardware. Apple even took Samsung to court in an epic years-long battle over designs and patent violations. Now something unusual is happening. Apple and Google are starting to copy Samsung. Back in 2015, Apple, Samsung brought out the S6 that had the curved edge on the screen and followed up with the S7 and S7 Edge in 2016. And the S8 now has the curved screen standard. So it radically shrinks the bezels, bezels at the top and the bottom so the device is more screen. If you take a look at your phone right now and you turn it on, you'll notice that there's like a lot of black outline on the top and bottom. So Google's also bringing out a phone, Apple's bringing out a phone this fall. And Google's also bringing out a phone that everyone expects to basically copy the design of Samsung. Got a seminar coming up. You can use the code RADIO25 to get into it for free. It's RADIO25. The seminar, you can find out more about it at Rob Black Show. It's Rob Black Show. It's coming up May 20th in Palo Alto. The Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning in the morning from 9 to 11 in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. And then the Investing for Your First Million, kind of a wealth accumulation event in the afternoon from 1 to 3. So two events in one day. You can sign up for either or at Rob Black Show. It's Rob Black Show. One is Income Strategies and Estate Planning in Retirement. And one is Investing Your First Million. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.